All right, Dr. Hughes, Tony Hughes, Charles Anthony Hughes, <laughs> whatever you want to be called. Um, today, we're going to go over the Q&A of basically the video we did together, the podcast we did together. We promised that we would do a Q&A of all the good questions, decent questions, right? Okay, sounds good. So, but you brought up some uh, before and sent them to me. I, th I figured we address them first if you want to. Yeah, sure. I mean, you get a lot of questions, some of which are just obvious negative trolling, and some of them are just like hateful. Um, but there are some good questions that um like where i could see where someone could think there may be an inconsistency because they don't understand like the country or the culture or like some piece is missing or some part of the timeline or or whatever so yep anything i can help clear up and i gotta try to remember maybe mostly the audience is american so you know i gotta um help americans understand things that they probably didn't understand before yes sir the first one was tony was a lawyer yet admitted that he would tamper with a police case publicity admitted that he would tamper with the police case by trying to show that there was no innocent incident that night by recording the hooker being happy in a good mood afterwards oh because you were talking about the girl that leo got into that altercation with and you were trying to protect your friend by calming her down but that's not tampering well they're right so I mean, the, I, definition. How, do you, how do you, that's like, don't, that's like, well, let me see about this. How do I explain? If, okay, if the girl's upset about it and I do nothing and I let her leave the house, not like, not like the option is not letting her leave the house, but, you know, I let her leave upset, then that's going to create problems. Whereas if I, get her in a good mood. Um, then that changed the whole context of the conversation. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if I didn't do that and she just left, she would have been really angry and probably wanted to retaliate. But because I calmed her down and her friend calmed her down, um, she left in a good mood. And, like this is a, you know, it, when someone, let, let's say if someone abuses someone, what do you consider abuse? I mean, it's, it's, it's defined probably by the victim. So if you can change the victim's mind by being kind and being sweet and making her feel safe and making her laugh, which I don't think any of these things is a crime, making someone feel happy making someone, you know, like think about the positive side of things and good side of things and, and uh, change it from like a very traumatic experience to like 
okay, maybe just a weird kinky experience. You know, like in her brain, if she left there with only negativity, she would have been traumatized. Like, yeah, like that's that's something she'd have to carry with her for a long time. Whereas when she did leave, because I took the time and energy and the girlfriend took the uh, my girlfriend, her friend took the time and energy to to make her happy before she left. It totally changes her outlook and and for for men this is harder to understand because men are very logical they would say abuse happened there's nothing you could do to take that abuse away but with women it's very different they don't think logically they don't think factually they think based on feeling they think based on emotion so if i could change her emotional state to be a positive emotional state that's the best thing i could do for leo it's the best thing i could do for her it's the best thing i could do for me and her friend, like everybody wins by turning it into. Now that doesn't mean she's going to like make the same mistake and come back and do it again, but at least she leaves without like trauma. At least she can justify it in her head as like she felt because for women too, it's not like, like abuse is one thing, but feeling abandoned, not feeling safe, not feeling like you have friends, not feeling cared about is way worse so she left there feeling like she has me as a friend. Her friend had uh, was there for her, held her, was sweet to her, was nice to her, got her laughing again. And she left happy. She was fine when she left. And, right. and when the police questioned her, she also didn't come across as being like, oh, my God, he did this to me. This, like, this is a terrible crime. No, she was just like, you know, it was, yes, it was rough. And, and yes, there was screaming and... And yes, this and that. However, it fit within the spectrum of like uh, kinky sex stuff, not like domestic violence. And so that's the difference is like there's a fine line between domestic violence and kinky sex stuff. And right. I think all men are afraid of of this line in Western culture because like we are... We're not gonna, we're never going to get the benefit of the doubt. And all a girl has to do in Western culture is make an allegation about it. And then a man goes to jail and I, this happens all the time. So, you know, I come from this Western background where to me, it's like, oh my God, this happened. This is a serious problem. And yet we're in a culture where this, this kind of stuff actually happens more normally. And in Leo's situation, this stuff is a normal thing as well in his culture. So you have three different cultures here. You have Thai culture or like the Asian general, like this type of the world culture. And then you have the Middle Eastern culture and you have the Western culture, which are three different cultures, two of which um, like Asian and, and Middle Eastern uh, don't think domestic violence is that bad. What what Americans consider domestic violence, right? Like is a very different definition of domestic violence and, you know, what's a crime and all that. So, right. uh, yeah, I, I, it's not like I'm tampering with evidence. It's not like I'm, <laughs> I didn't ask anybody to lie about anything. Right. Exactly. I merely improved her mood and made her feel comfortable and safe so that when she left, it didn't become a bigger problem for Leo and a bigger problem for me. But I was truly concerned for Leo. Because if she left in a bad mood, 
I saw this as like something that Leo would have to watch his back on in the future. Like this is something that this is something that karma would definitely come back on him on. Now, I don't think I think that when she left, she was okay enough with the situation that she didn't want any kind of revenge. I don't think she left thinking she was going to get revenge. I think she left thinking, okay, interesting experience. Not going to put myself in that situation again, but it is what it is. I still have my friend. I still feel emotionally supported and I can move on, you know? Yes, and, sir. and as far as me taking a video about it, she's okay with me taking a video. You know, she's, she knows I'm taking the video and I just wanted to document that when she left, like, there's nothing I could do to change the fact of what happened. If, if she went to the police and told her side of the story, I'm sure the police would believe her over Leo and especially looking into his background and everything. Right. So it wasn't like, it wasn't <clears throat> like that. It was more like at least when she left, she was okay. Right. That's all. It wasn't, I wasn't trying to change the past. I was just trying to mitigate the damage going forward at that time, because I have only two choices at that time. One is to let her leave or, let, it sounds like again. It sounds like some like a, I have the choice of letting her leave or not. If she wanted no, to I leave, I, I would let her leave. But like, let her leave upset or let her leave as happy as possible and feeling loved and supported. Yeah, uh, it, it's like anything. Like when you have an altercation between two people and a cop comes up on two individuals, he always tries to calm the situation down because he doesn't want to do a bunch of paperwork. He doesn't want it escalating into a bigger problem. So is that cop tampering with evidence? Mm. I mean, it's just, it's just kind of like, I get what you're saying. I don't really understand that question at all because you weren't, you were just trying to, you were trying to help her because you cared about her. You were trying to also help her because you cared about Leo. You know so I, mean? I, I I do believe in this sort of karma thing when it comes to these type of girls. I agree. I have I have an amazing reputation with the girls in Pattaya. I pay them well. I'm very nice to them, very sweet to them. I make sure that they feel good because I think of I think it's a small community. The girls all talk amongst them. There's a lot of girls there, but they all talk. How do I know they talk? Because I walk down the street and yes. they all know all the girls know me. How yes. do they all know me? I haven't been with all of them. I've been with a very small fraction of them, but they talk. So all the girls know me. So I know if I do something bad to one of the girls, they're all going to find out and I'm going to get negative reviews. And like some of the best, like best feelings I get is when a girl comes up to me and she wants to be with me because another girl said really positive things about me. Oh, he's so sweet. He's a gentleman. He took good care of me. Um, He's fun and happy and all, you know, whatever they, whatever they say, I try to make, to give them as good of experience as possible. And then when this happens and one has a really bad experience, I also think, oh man, well, this is a problem because now how am I ever going to get Leo more girls? If the girls start talking, like, then they're going to make a, then they're going to make it hard for Leo to get girls. And they're going to make it sound like this house is a house that, that bad things happen in. And it's going to negatively reflect on me as well because he's my friend and like, I'm vouching for him and I'm the one who 
you know, asked her to come. So it's kind of my responsibility that she has, you know, a, a positive experience, not a negative experience. So I was just trying to be a good friend and keep good karma with the girls and, and also my girlfriend, like, like if I, if I didn't put in the effort to make this girl feel better before she leaves, like, let's put it this way. My, my, my female friend, um, she thought that was very bad what happened in the room, but she was also very happy with how I handled it. Right. Because I, I cared, you know, I wasn't a jerk. I was, and and it wasn't like, there's no like taking sides. There was just like mitigating the damage and making sure everybody's okay. So nobody lost in this situation and the police don't want to have to deal with a domestic violence issue that they don't. That's not, it's not like they're like, Oh man, we missed out on a domestic violence case. <laughs> the police should be hope that everybody works it out amongst themselves and comes right. to the police. If they can't work it out, she still had the right to go to the police. If she told her story, you know, before and this, the bad, the worst thing didn't happen. They, then she would have gotten, you know, some kind of justice, but she didn't feel the need to, because she didn't feel the need to involve the government because, well, I mean, I know how, what someone could say is like, well, it, even worse, it would have been better. If she went to the police than what happened, but I don't know anything, anything after that is bad. Like after that happened, anything is bad. I'm just trying to get like the least bad scenario to happen. And, it, and it's not lying to take a video of someone happy. I wanted to, again, document that at least when she left, she's happy. At least like, because what if she left and then she like exaggerated it? And and what if she saw this as an opportunity to make, you know, money out of it or extort him out of this? You know, I, I yeah, at, at least I want to say, okay, maybe you were traumatized from that event. But at least like it wasn't so bad that we couldn't like come together and be emotionally okay before you leave. And like if I if she left in that kind of mood that she was in, I mean, something else bad could have happened, like people running around the street uh, being traumatized and in bad physical and mental condition, like more bad things could happen. So I'm trying to like stop bad things from happening for everybody's benefit. Gotcha. No, I make it makes perfect sense to me to be honest with you. Is that the yeah. video you sent to me of her and the friend? Yeah. I had that translated, by the way. I, did I tell you? Oh, I'm curious what they say. I don't I have no idea what they said. I don't know if I should put it on here or if I should just wait till that video drops. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean Well, I'm curious. Uh, I mean, you could tell me, you, you could tell me later too, and then you could wait to send it with the video. So it's in context or something. Yeah. I mean, it really doesn't matter. It's not that big. I mean, it's, it's a, it, it, I think they were in a good mood by then. So I think it would, wouldn't be anything bad. I think they were talking about like, yeah, they were like, it seemed like they were trying to well, at least this didn't happen. So so the one girl said that every time she goes to a new brothel, she's scared. Mm -hmm. Right? And and like if you're in this line of business, what Leo did to her, that's probably not the first time that's happened to her or something along those lines. When you're mm -hmm. in that line of business, it's a dangerous business. Mm -hmm. It is. 
So, and then you know what else the other girl said to her, or I can't remember which one said what, but the one was like, well, one day you're going to get gang raped. And then I swear that's what the translation came out to. And then the other girl said, no, I don't want. Wow. So that's what the translation came out to. And I have three Thai translators and they all said pretty similar similar stuff the one person the one translator is like i can't under i can't hear them the mm. girl translator that's been doing most of my translators said that mm. so which is very sad i mean i hope that never happens to any of those girls you know what i mean so i mean you, some of them want that <laughs> and some right. of them don't want that yeah right if they want <laughs> that of course Feel <laughs> <Well>, that fantasy <laughs> yeah yeah that's, yeah, I mean, that's that, a that, unicorn that's, if you in, want that. In other cultures, that's very popular. Yeah. What culture not is really, that? It's definitely not an American thing. Uh, Indian and Japanese. Wow. Indian? Yeah. Like India. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I was going to say uh, Native Americans. Uh, uh, I just, <laughs> I say that because when I talk to girls about their experiences, like it come, you know, that's, gotcha. they say that's. Those are the ones that 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 do that. Not not that it's uh, non consensual, but sometimes it can be like sprung on them. But that's that's just like the style that some of those tourists uh, from those cultures like. Gotcha, Japanese. I didn't expect that. Oh, really? I bet I don't know. I've never. I've been to Korea. I haven't been to Japan. Oh man. Okay. Well, uh, look up Bukaki. Okay. 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 <laughs> that's a that's it's not just a we it's not a just a weird kinky thing. It's like a regular thing. Oh, okay. Gotcha. That's funny. <laughs> Connor's oh. over there laughing. Is that getting you excited, Connor? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Let's see. Like, I need some PT one forty one up my nostrils. <laughs> so some someone put now. This is weird, but someone put this multiple times about, and this sounds like a troll comment. And I hope it's a troll comment. Something about Leo and Scat. Like, like, Mm. liking. I mean, I knew some of his fetishes and stuff. And and this is something that he would have said on, on the, podcast coming up anyways but um he liked feet yeah feet i don't know about scat he didn't like being peed on or anything crazy right not that i know of that's so weird bro i mean i don't know very possibly that's something that um but who are yeah, we to judge? Who I, are I, we I don't to know. judge i can say feet because this is not like uh it's not something that's common that's a normal thing yeah that's like I one wish I had four. a foot fetish. I mean, that's the easiest fetish to have. You can walk around looking at girls with sandals and get turned on. How cool is that? I mean, like you, you don't have to even sleep with on the first date. You can be like, oh, I don't need to bang you. I just want to like smell your feet or something. And that's, that's way easier. That's like, that's like less than first base, not even try to kiss her. Just, can I like touch your feet? She'd be like, yeah. Can I give you a foot massage? Who's going to say no to that? Amen. <laughs> God. I don't have that one, man. I I really don't. I don't no, have that I don't one. Get it. 
And for some reason, like I'm not appalled by him. Though. My, my favorite girls don't have the best feet either. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I would good feet, but good not feet. like good feet are small, petite, you know, feet. You know, that's why I like small, little chubby feet. You know, yeah. <laughs> I I just don't. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a connoisseur of foot fetish stuff, but I don't know what makes a. They, they say they say I would think the, it would be if the toes like like had a perfect arc to them. That's what but, I like. That's what yeah. I like. But they say if the second toe is longer than the big toe, it means that the female is alpha. I did hear that before. You'll look Wait, at come it. Here. Let me see. Can we can you can you kick your foot up here? Bring those she's feet. a Muay, she's a Muay Thai fighter, so she's got it might have mutated her feet like this. Oh, Look she's alpha. Feet are so oh, dirty. Can you see how big, she's... how much bigger this toe it's... is than the? Look how much longer it is. Like it's bleeding blurred out. It's like way longer. Where is it? You're you're trying to curl it and hide it. Don't hide it. He's see, alpha. look at if I look from alpha. the side. Look how much it far. Look, this is the big toe, and look at the little toe sticks up so much farther past the big toe. That's weird. They're beautiful feet. They're beautiful feet. <laughs> I didn't know she was a fighter though. That's dope. Yeah, I, she was. Uh, she took a Muay Thai class in the gym over here, and like she was blasting the instructor. Like I thought, the she was gonna knock the instructor through the wall. That's awesome. That's that's hot right there. That's that's awesome. And she's been met met face to face with my ex girlfriends, uh, and she didn't fight back. And and I know she could have whooped their butt, but she didn't. So she also has that martial artist discipline and self control. Did they try to fight her? Yeah. Did she just like stay away and dismantle, like kind of like yep. avoid? She's them? calm. She doesn't escalate. She stays calm. Very strong. Go. Good for you. Control. Good for yeah. you. Very new to me because usually my girlfriends will try to fight you know fight each other and it just gets really out of control that's crazy that, that's not yeah i don't like that i wouldn't like that either it's it's kind of like uh that would piss me off especially with what you're trying to build that would piss me off you know well I mean? that was the last you know I, I used to i used to not disqualify women based on you know things like that and now i am so like now I think she knows that just because I put up with that type of behavior in previous relationships doesn't mean I will anymore. Um, I mean, one of the most important things I learned from Leo was being firm on my, on my rules and, you know, immediate discipline, not letting girls get away with bad behavior. And then it just gets worse. Exactly. Cause then the, then it just continues and it continues and escalates from there. Yeah. You know, he's exactly right about that. 100% right about that. If you just let things go and you don't handle situations. Yeah, he's a, he's absolutely Leo could have been he could have been like a a red pill dating uh, Andrew Tate, but like for relationships about teaching men how to. Oh, that's another thing in the comments was very negative about like how Leo treated women and everything. And again, it's a cultural thing. And again, it's, I mean, my situation was much worse because I don't, I didn't deserve to be emotionally and physically abused by so many of my ex-girlfriends, right. but I was. And 
if I just would have been more like, not, not like to Leo's extreme, but just learned lessons from Leo earlier. And I could have prevented so much damage to myself and the, and the downstream damage that it impacts. I mean, because when, when, a when, if a man, you know, like slightly abuses a woman, what's, what's the, a little bit of emotional damage, not even no women, women are the Queens of emotional damage. Men can cause physical damage, but women cause emotional damage, which I don't think the, I, I think that, men are the real victims in Western society because, you know, it's totally fine for a woman, for women to emotionally damage a man. But then if a man like even uses the slightest physical contact, then that's a, a crime. Yeah. I mean, I just think it should be equal. I, I think, uh, you know, women doing intense manipulation and emotional intentional affliction of emotional distress is similar to a man hitting a woman. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. Like I had, a, I had a friend, he actually owns this brand right here. And, um, he's, he was dating this girl. He's still dating her. And when she would get ready to have her period, she would go completely just haywire. She would lose it like mentally, like depression, it's like her serotonin, dopamine, everything would just crash. And she would take all of her emotion out on him. So he would be like, well, hey, I need to give her space. You know, I need to give her as much space as I can possibly give her. No, that would make everything worse because mm -hmm. he's not there. And then he literally called me one night. I swear to God, I have the videos on my phone. And he's like, dude, I'm scared for my life. Cause this girl's like, this girl's taller than him. And she used to be real. She used to be like big, like, like me when I was before, but she was like five ten muscular, but now she's real lean, like skinny, but she's still extremely fit, but she's so tall. And he's like, I'm scared for my life. She said, she's going to come over here and just destroy everything. And I'm like, okay. And I was like, send me your address. I'm like, bro, you live like two miles from me. I'll, I'll come and I'll, you know, I'll park far away and I'll just watch your house. So I went there with my F-350. I drove over there. He came outside and I was like, dude, go back inside, lock the doors, all the lights off. He has two sisters too, that he has to protect. Both his parents just died from COVID. Like not even a year before this, they both died from COVID. So like, if anything, he's going through some real shit. And I think that was one of her main problems was he was the victim and she wanted to be the victim. She always wanted to be the, you know what I mean? So anyway, I didn't expect her to show up. I didn't mm -hmm. expect her to show up. I'm sitting in the back, like probably a quarter mile away with my truck, just on my phone. I'm thinking I'm going to sit here for an hour and no, nothing's going to show up and everything's going to be fine. I'm going to text him and say, Hey, everything's good. I'm leaving. Nope. 10 minutes later, she rolls in with her SUV, just squealing tires, runs straight into his Honda Civic, mm. gets out with a with a breaker bar, like a snap-on breaker bar, starts just beating the house, like the stucco's coming off the house. She starts beating the door, beating all the Christmas decorations down, 
just going nuts. And I'm like praying to God he doesn't come outside because that thing is going to go up up against his face. Hmm. Run, once I saw her hit the car and go and like, I've never seen someone move so fast. I was like, nope, fuck this bitch. I'm calling the cops. I called him. I was like, I'm not even going to play with her. I have my gun on me. Like, I'm not trying to put a bullet in her. I'm not trying to tackle her. I'm just, I just want the cops to handle it. I call the cops. I'm like on the phone. They won't let me off the phone. And I'm like, I'm trying to record this. You know what I mean? They're like, mm. no, sir. Don't get close to her. Just leave her alone. I'm like, you need to let me off the phone. You know the address. You know where I am. Where I am. Just let me off the phone. No, just leave her alone. I'm, I'm going to leave her alone. I just want to record it. So I finally get off the phone and I record it. Tops show up within like three minutes, man. Put her in handcuffs. I mean, he still didn't come out until the cops were like, all right, you can come outside now. And dude, she hey, was man. she was mad he's at He's gonna me. be traumatized now. He's now he's <laughs> she saw like me and she was so trauma. mad at me. Yeah, and I was like, You're mad at me. I was like, You're mad at me. And uh, dude, I, I, I shit you not. My adrenaline was so fucked up for hours. I couldn't mm -hmm. sleep. I was shaking for hours, bro. I had to take a uh, clozapam and I'd never take that shit. And like they found her, they found alcohol in her car. She was drinking and they didn't even book her, bro. They just took her mm -hmm. in. They took her in, held her for a couple hours and released her. Yeah, if it was a man, he would be in prison. Yeah. I was so yeah. mad. I was so mad. I'm still mad about it because he didn't even leave her after that. That the cop was like, look, <clears throat> the cop was like, look, bro, you have you have all rights right now with her. You can have her sent to a hospital for a week and be monitored and watched. You can write a letter saying that you are worried about her because she's like the night before she said she was with commit suicide and then she even she would have other guys call him and say i'm going to sleep with your girl she would send him pictures of her hanging out with other guys but they're dating mm -hmm. i mean just complete insanity i'm going to cut this out by the way because no one gives a fuck about me but <laughs> but i'm being dead serious bro it was like the nuttiest shit i've ever seen in my life well, there's there's yeah, there's three parts to this this problem. So society puts women on a pedestal in Western society, so they feel like they can get away with more and they can. And secondly, women don't need to really build anything in their lives. They can have a good life by just opening their legs and a man will, you know, for that, you know, give them a life that he had to work a lifetime for. So men have to build things and women don't respect it because they don't have to build it. They just get it handed to them and then they can just, so for them destroying it, isn't that big of a deal. And then you have the hormonal fluctuations and the higher estrogen and the menstrual cycle that makes them less mentally stable uh, unless they learn how to control their emotions. Sure. Any, any woman can learn how to control their emotions. Men, some men can't control their emotions, but just by and far, like it's really not fair for men in Western society. And I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have understood 
the injustice for men in Western society, if not for experiencing other cultures where the balance of power between men and women is equal. Like I believe it is in Asian cultures. I believe the power between men and women is equal or in middle Eastern culture where women have no power and men have all the power, but women still have power because women are smarter than men when it comes to like manipulating. And, and so they do have power. They are able to have power over the men and, you know, men's counter to that power is their physical power, but women have the emotional and mental power. Yeah. She had, but these are, these are all the things. So, so what I, what I was really looking forward to Leo really changing the world was putting science behind the red pill stuff, you know, because a lot of the stuff I said sounds terrible to Westerners. They think like, now I'm like, I'm defending Leo. Like I'm like, I'm like that. Leo was rescuing me from a terrible situation that because Western society programmed me incorrectly Right. I believe I agree. Uh, now what, but what Leo could have done is all these people that would hate on Leo's style. This is why he had, it was important. He presented it correct. Uh, he carefully presented it strategically is he was getting ready to go into this red pill world. And in the context of his ex relationship, because he felt that in his previous, like the amount of heat that he got for, what happened with his ex-wife was disproportional to what happened as a result of everybody seeing it through Western lenses. And he wanted to give his side of the story and he couldn't do it until he, he gave context to it and until he could give a scientific foundation to it. So if Leo had another six months, all these people who totally disagree with Leo's approach and outlook would have understood very deeply what he was saying and why he thinks the way he does and why the rest of his culture thinks the way they do. He would have backed it up with historical data. He would have backed it up with, with genetic data. He would have backed it up with research studies and, and science. And it would have been irrefutable because he believed so deeply in all this red pill stuff. And he had the science to back it up, but he knew that people wouldn't be able to accept it unless the proper foundation was laid and unless he approached it from a very credible position with a very credible scientific approach, he would have done it. And, and, and the audience out there is saying, no way I would have never agreed with Leo and his approach to women, but uh, you probably would have said the same thing about some of the chemistry stuff he said too, that he convinced you of, you know, because he, if you go back and listen to his videos and hear how he approached things scientifically, he sometimes changed the way you think about something and that's good. We want influence. That's, that's the, the best thing an influencer can do is change our perspective on something. Not that it's brainwashing or to convince us we have to think about things a certain way, but to give us all the tools so that we can see things through multiple perspectives so that we're not narrow-minded and not, we're not just controlled by one culture acting like robots. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. Like I watched Leo I've been watching Leo since he had slick back hair, wearing black jeans with a skull belt buckle. 
I've been watching Leo for years, bro. And I and I have always thought, even back then, I'm like, this guy deserves so much more credit than he was getting back then. Like back then, he wasn't, he probably had like 20, 30,000 subscribers. And I'm like, I could listen to this guy talk all day long. You know what I mean? Just because it was like, I believed every word he said because he backed it with data because mm -hmm. of how he explained it. I mean, him and Bo well, Boston helped me with my fertility with the, you know, I was on a full cycle of trend test. I mean, I was on probably 700, 800 milligrams of trend, 400, 500 milligrams of test. I went from 600,000 sperm to 18 million sperm while on trend and test in three months and got my girl pregnant. I mean, and, and, and I would just email him and be like, Hey, you, you, HMG is all I need. And he'd be like, and Boston would be like, yeah, man, that's it. That's all you need. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to do HCG too, you know? So, you know, I mean, and then same thing with Leo. Anytime I ever had an issue, he didn't want money. I tried, I offered him money. He didn't even want money. Right. He just wanted to help people, man. He just wanted to help people. And like I said, I could listen to that guy all day long. And that's why when you gave me some unedited videos and some stuff and I put it out there, you know, people are like, oh, you're just getting views off of Leo's content. It's like, no, I want to show Leo's real side. Like I want to show his unedited stuff so you can see in between the cuts and how he did it. I want to show the real Leo. I want to show this like, the stuff you've never seen before. They've never seen that shit before. You know what I mean? And I actually enjoy it. And like when I show, when I send my editor, he's like a huge fan of Leo, bro, bigger than me. And he actually sounds just like Leo when we talk. And when I send it to him, he's like, God, man, like he's so, he gets so excited every time I send him videos of Leo, like stuff that we haven't seen, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's why that stuff's important to me. And then when, when people attack me, like, oh, you're just doing this for views. And it's like, no, I genuinely, genuinely thought Leo was the greatest. I really did. And you know, the other important part of why I think um, Leo being authentic would, would have been good for everybody because when Leo got so aggressive against certain people and was creating enemies, you know, if Leo showed more of, uh, the real Leo or the other Leo, then people wouldn't like people took it to when he got aggressive with someone, people took it too much like a fight or something. But in Leo's mind, it was more like a debate, right? You know, it was, it was, ah, I don't know. It was something we could all participate in and kind of get through. And then the truth comes out the other side. He was, he was very, very aggressive, but his intent behind it wasn't bad. It was just a personality trait of him. He was like a warrior, you know? He yeah. just got really passionate about something. And yeah, yeah, I just I just want this. My biggest frustration is when people jump to conclusions without understanding like the, the person behind the words or the intent behind the words or the background or, you know, why they think the way they do. And the problem is people's short attention span, like they just want to get a quick headline and feel a certain way about it. They don't really want to like learn or understand another perspective. So th this is the, 
This is the problem. I was hoping to fix with Leo. Leo and I were going to do a lot of long form podcasts where you really get to know who we are. And for the same reason, I always wanted people to know who I am, because then when I say crazy stuff, you could say, oh, yeah, that's because Tony's crazy. Like, don't hold it against him. Like, that's his character. Or you could say, well, you know, he's he's crazy by our standards, but oftentimes he's right. So maybe at first my reaction is he's crazy or Leo's aggressive. But if I just pause on the emotional um, reaction of labeling it and categorizing it and associating it and instead just open my mind up to understand the deeper meaning behind things, then we can learn a lot more. And yeah, we were on, that's what we were on track to do. And we never got to finish that project. That's, that's what I still hope to do for Leo. I mean, the thing is you can't ignore the bad stuff because then we're just talking about a character. It's not a real person. You don't really have context, but if we can acknowledge the bad stuff and then give context to everything and then set that aside also like separating the art from the artist and, uh, then truly get value from it. Yeah. I mean, this is what would have come. I just, I, it, I, I don't know. I don't know. There's just not enough. There's not enough influencers out there really talking deep about who they are and where it's coming from. Everybody's kind of the same, you know, anybody yeah. who's kind of unique and outside the matrix ends up getting censored. And then all we're left with is a bunch of vanilla mainstream. Everybody's afraid to say what they really think because it contracts. Like, this is another thing. Like, there's a lot of people out there that based on knowing just a few of the bad things about Leo or me would say, you have to censor Leo. You have to censor Tony huge. And then what, what are you left with? Like just more, more vanilla mainstream stuff. No, no other perspectives, just your own, pers your own Western perspective. And you're never going to learn or understand anything else outside of it. All the same stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it's like you said, it's, YouTube is filled with that because, well, when we, when we get on YouTube, we're, we're seeing the United States version of YouTube. We're not going to see the other countries because we're not even going to be able to understand them. And you're right. We're seeing all the proper, you know, ways of looking at things in, in Western society when you really got to open yourself up and go to other countries and experience other countries to really see life and to really understand life. And I've learned that at such a young age when I joined the military and I went to other countries and everyone in my town just stays, they don't, they never leave the town because they can't, you know, the money they make, you know, it's just, they just can't, it's hard for them to leave town. The, the most they'll ever do is go to Disney world. You know what I mean? Like you have to experience life, you know, go to the Philippines, go to Japan, go to Korea, Go to Dubai and just see what life really is. I mean, go to South America. I mean, we just, we only yeah. see one side of life and that's all we know. So yeah, it's just. You yeah. need to go to Japan and experience Bukaki. Bukaki. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Absolutely. That's what I'm going to Japan ASAP. <laughs> they have those really nice trains over there. I've always wanted to do like those long train tours and stuff. India does the same thing. And I, mm -hmm. and I, yeah public transportation system in some of these countries is really amazing the trains are amazing bro like they have this one train that's like i think it's three thousand dollars a ticket but you have your own like house 
and you mm. get these like crazy meals and it's like it's just beautiful it's just the, it's amazing like i'm not like this like train fanatic but i think trains are cool like when i was in korea i would get on the train and you could drink alcohol on the train and i would pass out for two to three hours i would wake up at my destination i would i would just set my alarm when it said i was going to be there and they were always like spot on they even had a bullet mm -hmm. train the soul you could get the soul in like an hour and a half Mm -hmm. it, I remember clocking it. We did like, we were doing like 130, 120. Very fast. Yeah, it was impressive. Yeah. It's, it's a called... huge quality of life thing. Train transport, fast train transportation is amazing. We have trains here. It's just, they're not fast. Yeah. There's slow trains. And then there's like uh, trains in the cities that are like really terrible yeah. and slow and i really wish we would have made dirty. some type of system but i mean you're talking we're a huge country i mean i, I don't mm -hmm. think russia has a huge train system um, I, I wouldn't mm -hmm. know i wouldn't know but yeah. such a big country so it, it would be it would definitely be difficult we have amtrak which you can you can take amtrak almost all the way around the united states but it's such a slow process it would take you slow. like months yeah i looked i looked it up but the the point of doing that would be more like the experience of the trip itself not for actual transportation right right you're much better just driving is is there massage coming massage no massage coming mm. oh you haven't come to the house yeah, but amazing. I uh, I waited too late, and then you know you got to give them a little bit of time. I, I waited too late, so then I asked her to find one, but she didn't find one. Oh, it's Easter. Well, it's the Monday after Easter. Some there's still a lot of people like on vacation. I guess today yeah. they come back to work tomorrow. That's awesome. Yeah, I'd have that like every other night, honestly. Yeah, I, I need to live in massage person. Yeah, the ya ya massage. Because <laughs> they call them yadiyas over there. Is that a naughty? What is that? A live-in massage? Naughty massage? No. So a yaya in the Philippines is just a maid. So oh. yaya massage lady. You know, like the you know the girls that live like right by the kitchen and the yeah. houses. They're called yayas. Yeah, they have they have maid quarters in some of these units Homes, over yeah. here, and like the maid quarter is this like the size of a bathroom. Dude, and in so a, small. In a, in a, in America, if I just keep thinking, like, I see this and I'm just like, as an American, am I allowed to have a maid's quarters with yes. like a maid that lives in a little box? Yes. Like, can I put a human being in that little cage? Just pay her a little better. Clean and cook and massage me. <laughs> it's hard for me to adapt to, but in other cultures, Dude, it's normal. They live there all almost all month long and they make probably 300 bucks US. Right. Right. And they live in a Harry Potter room. They cook, they clean, they do everything for you. Uh, the one guy that lives across the street from me in Antapolo has like four of them. And some of they're they're pretty cute too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's something you need to look into, my boy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um then it wouldn't just be it wouldn't be a harem, it would just be a Yayas. Yeah, house. you know, if the harem thing doesn't work, I could just hire maids you know maids and cooks and massage and all these type of things and that that accomplishes some of some of it yeah you know? naked yayas yeah we'll we'll try the we'll try the hair actually i asked her yeah i said why don't we just hire um 
like we have her and another girl and then hire the third girl. And then she's like, I don't want like to hire someone and then stay in the house mm. uh, because like, like us as a family should be able to do all of the housework ourselves. Gotcha. Like, let me ask you a like, question. Oh, interesting. Let me ask you a question. Are you, you like girls too? Her? Yeah. 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 yeah I like. That's awesome. I respect that. Yeah, I mean, you would. She would have to. She would have to. Yeah. But what What do you like better? Do you like guy or girl better? I like guy when it's girl. I know. <laughs> it depends on like if you asked her a couple years ago, she likes girls more than guys, but now she oh, likes okay guys more than girls. But but she misses. She really misses being with a girl because she says that uh, girls are more like talking foreplay and sweet and like all this foreplay stuff that I don't have time for or really want to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can do it. I can do it for her. Yeah. Uh, and, and I would do it for her, but like to give her what she wants on a daily basis, I would rather outsource that to another girl so that right. she can get like fulfilled in, in both ways. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. It's not a sex thing. It's a no. I I know what it's you like mean. all the it's it, it like yeah the sex happens the communication. Yeah, for yeah. women, for women, the whole sexual experience, like the actual physical part of the sex, you know, is a much smaller part of it. Right. For us, it's that's that's it. Right. That's it. Like that's all it is. But like for women, you go up behind them, you give them a kiss on the neck, and you start, and that's what it begins for them. And then you know they want a lot of that you know what i mean a lot of that type of behavior so let's go to the next one it said i remember tony's first version of the story was that leo locked himself in the room for three days and nobody saw him until they decided to check on him now he comes up with the girl altercation story that happened the night before leo's murder God knows what more to it. Can't trust anything coming out of Tony's mouth. Make no mistake. He's a trained lawyer, thus a professional liar. Okay, so one one piece at a time, because there's like four parts yeah. of that. So let's well, go. Last, with... last part first. I'm a trained lawyer. Yeah. Trained liar. Mm. Lawyers, lawyers don't necessarily lie the way people think about lying lawyers are able to take opposing positions and advocate for them as best as possible giving given the facts so for example if you have a criminal defense lawyer and a prosecutor obviously the person either did or didn't commit the crime but the defense lawyer has to accentuate all the facts that support that the person's in innocent the prosecutor has to accentuate all the facts that um that you know would would uh cause a jury to believe that the person is guilty and as a lawyer on either side you have to understand both sides of the argument so it's a very important skill and it's the skill that helped me understand that when I hear a story, I don't immediately believe it. I always know there may be other sides to the story and I don't, don't jump to conclusions. And I learned this through 
like I learned this mostly not just from law school, but practicing as a lawyer, I would have clients come to me where I 100% believe their story. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh man, I've got to help this person. This person is the victim. I feel so bad for them. I'm going to do what any good human being would do. And I'm going to represent this person and I'm going to help them win justice. And then you go to court or you get discovery or you get answered by a paperwork uh, from the other side and you find out, oops, I have the bad guy as the client. Oh, this happens okay. a lot. Now you try as a lawyer to filter it out and understand both sides of what the, your client might be saying and do some amount of looking into it before you agree to take some kind of big case. But you don't really know until you hear from the other side, what the other side is. And, you know, I've had cases where I was on the bad guy's side and then you're in a tough position because if you have a duty of professional responsibility, you're licensed by the bar right. and you can't just like drop a client because you found out he that you have the losing side. So you, you know, you have, you have multiple different choices in how to approach it, but what you can't do is like intentionally sabotage your own client's case out of your own value system or something. Right. Right. So it puts lawyers in a tough position and you, and as you get more experience, you try not to get in that position. So it's not that I'm, a trained liar, <laughs> like as a lawyer, it's yeah. that I can see many different perspectives. So when something like this happens to Leo, I in- immediately, I had a, I said, okay, the most likely thing that happened is this, but I kept an open mind the entire time as to all the different possibilities. You did, and I yeah. kept brainstorming like what all the different possibilities could be. And I came on camera, which nobody else would ever do in this situation. Nobody would put themselves. I was under out no, under no obligation to do it. Only risk to myself. Only trying to benefit everybody by giving as much information as possible. And if I wanted to create a narrative, I could have just I could have created just a narrative, but I didn't. I just shotgun blasted all the information, and that nobody ever like. Nobody ever experiences that. Like nobody comes out unbiased, giving information so that the audience can actually decide for themselves. Yes, I made inferences, but I I tried to clarify like what was an inference versus what was a fact. And um, I guess I could have said, here's the facts and here's the inferences. And then so you could just look at the facts and separate it from the inferences. But the inferences also did include, you know, some information that I couldn't disclose at the time or that my editors edited out because they felt and they need to use their discretion because otherwise I'll put way too much on the internet that will end up getting censored or be destructive to people who don't deserve destruction or their privacy. And so I, it's not that I didn't mention the girl. I did mention the girl. I just didn't put a lot of emphasis on it at the time and it wasn't until the news story was translated and you translated the news story that it came up and then everybody starts talking about it. And yeah. then all I did was try to clarify it again. So it's like, it's like, am I withholding information from the police? No, the police and the family ask me anything. You can have the unabridged unedited version for the public there are very small amounts of things that I hold back um, 
for a number of reasons, none of which are to defend myself, all of which are to defend family privacy, uh, things about Leo that people can't understand with without more of a foundation. Because if I just say something without more of a foundation to it, coming from the fact that people just didn't really know who Leo was behind the camera, it's like, uh, it would be almost like misinformation because it would be taken so far out of context. So you kind of forced the issue. Yeah. And, right. and I mean, so the audience understands how this, how me communicating with Perrin evolved. Uh, I was actually quite upset about a lot of the videos Perrin, Perrin did um, because it made my life a lot more difficult, caused me a lot of problems. And uh, I feel like it was not like, like Perrin was digging for facts and he'd find a fact, but then maybe missing another fact. And then the audience through the comments, like looks at something through the most cynical possible way, ignoring all other possibilities and all other potential facts. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I helped clarify a couple things and I didn't want to give any more information than I gave before because I saw what was happening. I did, I did four hours of recording for everybody about all the things that happen. And again, the editors cut a lot of it out for privacy yeah. purposes. But uh, what happened was after the third interview, the comments section was still blown up with complete misinformation total lies just made up stuff in a, so many inaccuracies and so many like inferences that just don't even that didn't even make sense that that i feel like i did a i feel like the net effect of what i did was actually bad it's like it's like if i just would have said nothing people would like by me saying all the facts then people use these facts and put together these crazy conspiracy there, theories yeah that are going completely in the wrong direction because they're still missing some of the facts. And yet nobody has the like attention span to listen to like 12 hours. Cause you'd really have to listen to 12 hours of this to yeah. really understand the characters who's involved, all the facts, all the things that led up to this. And then, then, then if, if someone listened to 12 hours of this stuff by the end of it, they would have had the same conclusion that I had, which yeah you know but and you uh, didn't have to give anyone any information you didn't have you could like you said you could have sat there and said nothing hmm. but you felt like if you came out and just told your side of the story that was the right thing to do but then it gave everyone a plot it kind of gave everyone a platform to to speak their own mind in the comment section I I thought I thought that I gained enough credibility by being so brutally honest for so many yeah. years on YouTube, showing my personal life, saying all the good things and bad things. Like you've never seen an influencer be as honest as I have, no. and you will never see it. And I thought that that gave me enough credibility that when I tell you the facts or the people, the facts, they say, okay, well, one thing is for sure. Tony is honest, even when it's harmful to himself. Right. But they didn't give me that credit. And so that then it was like, oh, wow, if you're not going to believe what I say, why am I even 
Why am I even trying? Now, keep in mind, though, that, you know, when I talked to fans that watched my videos in person, they they get it. It's just like these weird Internet trolls that try to find the most negative interpretation of anything, even if it's wrong. Um, but but the problem is that those are like those are the small percentage that comment are usually like the negative ones and that's like probably so it looks like it looks like everybody thought tony did something bad which i still i still don't think i did i'm trying to think like is there anything i did that was bad that like if if someone knows all the facts is there anything anybody could even see remotely as bad like like if it was it would be something that would be very arguably good because like people think i'm bad for for getting the girl in a good mood and making a video before she left. But I, hopefully I explained that thoroughly why I think that was the best thing that I could have done. If you put yourself in my position at the time and I'm making the best decision I can, like based on anybody's value system, I think. Right. Uh, I would have done so, the same so, exact thing, bro. So, what, okay. So now go back. Sorry for the long explanation. No, no, but, no, you're fine. But like the lawyer thing, people have to understand like, uh, like that allows me to see multiple perspectives and argue multiple perspectives, but it doesn't make me a liar about the facts. Okay. Now go now. back again. I get that now. Um, okay. What was the first part? It said that the first version of the story was Leo locked himself in the room for three days and nobody saw him until they decided to check on him. Now yep. he comes up with a girl altercation story that happened the night before Leo's murder. But both we- of those were true. But but we don't know. If, inconsistent. Yeah, but we don't know if Leo was murdered. We don't know when Leo was murdered, do we? Like we know a rough estimate time. Like what? I didn't see the forensics report, so the forensics report might be able to estimate a time of death based on decomposition of the body. Did you see I any that's report? Something. No, I haven't seen the report. I only heard um, word of mouth. Uh, Steve's translation where he talked about it's it's a blunt force trauma that could ease it could be a slip and fall or it could be he someone hit him in the head with something yeah because the family isn't releasing any of that information Steve saw it I'm think Bravo saw it and that's it and I've talked to Leo's mom but for for 27 minutes on the phone I talked to her and uh, I never asked her. I was more just trying to, I just kept saying I was sorry. And I felt so bad because of how she was on the phone that I, I didn't want to ask for any of that stuff. And honestly, and, yeah. I, and I forgot to say it to you too, laugh video. I'm sorry for your loss as well, because that was your friend. And I should have said that the first video, honestly. I and- thought, you know, I thought like this would have been my reaction if, someone's friend died also like i i i especially when i would have no reason to believe that they would have done anything bad and right. that this friend was helping him and everything like that that would have been my reaction yeah yeah and 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 honestly like and i told you this before from day one i never said i think you did it i just said i know you have more information from day right. one bro right. like i never blamed you for like you putting, I never blamed you for the murder. I just said you had more information and that's all I said. 
And I know, yeah. I know my videos and like me trying to search. So that's facts. true. Yeah, that's true. I, I know my videos hurt you a little bit, like hurt you a lot, actually, because now I'm seeing in the comments, people are coming after me just because I'm <laughs> associated with you yeah. and they're making videos of me now. So I, I, I'm starting to understand a little, my like minuscule of the pain you went through. And I apologize. I do apologize because I got trolls coming after me. I got freaking goofball coming after me. Um, and it's, it's comical. It's funny, but it, it sucks because it's like, he's trying to, to go after my credibility when I've just been looking for answers this whole time. I've yeah. just been looking for facts this whole time because I wanted to, I wanted truth. I wanted to find out what truly happened. I wanted, if, if, Someone came in that house, came in that room and hurt Leo. I wanted that person to get what he deserves or get what she deserves. And uh, that's how I felt about it. That's how I would feel too. How I, except for, you know, I had my idea of what happened and, um, you know, most people don't believe me on that, but it's still, it's still, there's a, still a lot of possibilities. Nobody knows for certain. Certainly you know, the most plausible thing is the, to, to most people, if it was murder is a girl, but I still think that this is, um, self-inflicted, I guess you could say. Yeah. And, and, and when, when you told me that and showed me some of the evidence and stuff, like I, I understand your theory. Like I understand that theory and I understand, see, you have, the issue is, is we don't have, we don't have a singular person for the other side for the murder all we know is the girl got into an altercation with leo the night before but we don't know who her boyfriend is we don't know who is who's in charge of her like because when how that works is right like with those women don't they have somebody that like don't they work for like a bar or something or don't they work for somebody Oh, sometimes, sometimes um, there's not, there are not pimps like normal. There's not pimps because there's not like normal pimps like in America because it's not really illegal what, what happens. Yeah. So there's no, like, they don't need protection. What do they need protection from? Heck if, I mean, most of them, you know what most of their protection is a lady boy. If, if a girl, if a girl, you know, something happens bad to her, she'll tell like a friend who's a lady boy who will, who will help her out, right? I so, saw that. I saw that in videos where ladyboys are beating beating up Americans. Yeah. And it was like the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just to see some big ladyboys. Just... Okay, but in, important point, because uh, in being totally transparent, like there's still some facts that I haven't said okay. because it's really not... It would, it would, it would reinforce these two theories that are my number one and number two theories anyways, it wouldn't reinforce any other theory that any of these crazy conspiracy theories whatsoever. Mm. And they're just privacy issues with family with stuff. So yeah, I it just, it's just not. Yeah. I mean, I don't think any of it's ever going to come out. Well, okay. You know, maybe, as far as like my personal life and my harem and all these girls and stuff like that, I mean, to some extent, I mean, heck, sometime down the road, 
when it all calms down, mm-hmm. maybe they would like do interviews and stuff. Right. But right now with all the negativity, they're not going to. And anybody yeah. who the police questioned has been fully cooperative as far as I've known. So I think the police have done all the interviews, all the investigation that they could ever do. They did a very thorough investigation. They interviewed tons of people. Um, They looked at a lot of evidence. I, I don't know all the, I don't have the insider information about it, but I know that they did a very thorough job. It wasn't when was like, the last time they hit you up. I mean, the police messaged me a week ago or something, but it was not super relevant. Yeah. yeah. And you said you've never seen any American agent at all or ever got hit up by an American agent? No. Not even there was. I mean, there's some strange people that, you know, would come up to me and ask me questions and stuff. And it's like they kind of smelled like an undercover agent. But so that's possible. But nobody ever uh, identified themselves as an American agent. Wouldn't they have to necessarily? When they have to identify themselves? Nope. No. Okay. Nope. If they, if they, if they needed to use their authority, uh, legal authority for something, like if you said no, and then they said, oh well, actually, they have some document or some authority to make you, then they'd have to identify themselves. But I mean, otherwise, there could be no undercover agents, and there's lots of undercover agents. Yeah. I mean, the, the what 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 people are saying, like, oh, the the FBI flew over to Thailand. I don't think they need to fly over to Thailand. I think there's always FBI in Thailand. I think there's always CIA in Thailand. I think there's yeah. America. America is like the law enforcer of the world. They are everywhere and they have access to everything. And if they're interested enough, they can they can do a lot. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I just like. Yeah, I made a video because I didn't think FBI was involved at all. And, you know, I caught some flack for that video. Actually, the 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 Thai police. I didn't I never saw the FBI, but the Thai police told me that the FBI uh, did their investigation. Okay, so I don't know what the result of it was. I assume at this point that the FBI has concluded their investigation and determined it's exactly what the Thai police thought it was. So, Gotcha. Okay. But, uh, and I did tell you that Leo's father wants to pull the body from Colorado, right? That's, yeah. I mean, they're a different religion and culture. Mm -hmm. And you know, Leo probably would have wanted to go with his Middle Eastern culture. Uh, he identified, you know, Leo thought of himself as like 80%, you know, that middle, whatever Middle Eastern culture it is and like 20% Western type thing, you know? Yeah. And I didn't know if that was for that or it was for a another opinion. I, oh, I, yeah. Yeah. I just don't know. I, and if you want me to cut that segment out, I can cut that out. No, that's fine. I mean, there's three. I think there's. I think there's three autopsies done, right? I think there's. I know there was Thailand one, did yeah. two autopsies, and then America did an autopsy or something like this. Yeah. Okay. And we don't have any of them, which is okay. That's the family's business. Like that's none of our business. Like, 
I keep getting well, comments. That's, yeah, that's that's the thing is that the public is acting like they have a right to this, but you have police, you have FBI, you have two sides of a family, mm-hmm. like you have these four parties of interest that are highly motivated to figure this out and have access to way more information. And then you have all these people on the internet playing home detective, which is kind of ridiculous because you're never going to have as much information as they do or as much motivation as they do. So yeah. for, for the people on the internet, it's just a game. It's mm-hmm. not real. There's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I understand like qualified people working on it or having already worked on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for the other question, we, we got more. So this okay. one was this one was like, what was your exact reason for being away, quote unquote, from the house when Leo was alone, especially in that vulnerable time after he had that altercation? I mean, I already know the answer to this, but you could go ahead and just sum this one up. Yeah, so. Well, there's multiple different factors on why I was away from the house a lot more. Firstly, Leo started recording again. And if I made so much as a a fart in the background in the other room, he would just blow a gasket. So I had to leave the house when he's recording. Everybody had to leave the house when he's recording. Like literally, he'd tell everybody, he'd come out, he'd yell at all the girls and he'd tell everybody they have to leave while he's recording. And then I just figured, you know what? Uh, I don't, I don't want to, I want to give him the best opportunity to be as successful as possible. I sacrificed all of my comfort, my finances, everything. And I was glad to do it because this was my mission was to get him back in the game on YouTube, which I did, but right. I mean, we just started again. Yeah, because he was he was MIA for ever since Boston passed away. And then he had the issue with his wife and he was MIA for what 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 do you think that was? A, a well over a year? Yeah, it was a long time. He lived with me for it took me it took me like well, I got him on my channel, which was which yes. was a step. Right. Towards getting him back on his channel. So it took what he would live with me for like five months or something like this. I don't remember exactly, but, but like it took me that long to get him publishing to his channel again. Right. Like it took a lot of work and you know, a lot of time and energy and money. Uh, not, not just work on my, you know, the, the thing about the harem girls is they were all working and helping and supporting him as well. Okay. Like he might act like he, like he hates them sometimes and stuff. But the truth is they were all a team working together to support Leo because Mm -hmm. that was also my directive. Right. So everybody is on Leo's side and everybody's on Leo's team and everybody's helping Leo. And, and again, it's not, it's, and, and Leo was more than reciprocating um, by coaching me on how to deal with women so that I didn't end up in these abusive harem situations, which which is a lifelong value that I carry with me. I mean, he changed, he totally changed my life. Like I wouldn't have had, you know, I wouldn't be with this girl today if it wasn't for Leo. Like this girl meets Leo's requirements. Mm -hmm. Like he would have very much liked her, approved of her, been very happy with her. 
And if it wasn't for Leo setting my new standards, I would have taken the girl that I went on dates before I went on. Yeah. I went, I go on a date every day until I find the girl that I like, and then I lock it in. So I went on dates with other girls that he wouldn't have liked. And I, in the past would have made them a girlfriend, honestly. So I, I held out and I got a really good one and that's because of Leo. So I'm very grateful. Uh, it will change all my decisions going forward. Yeah. Ah, so what was I saying? You know, when we talk about this stuff, so much flashes in my mind. Okay. You're asking about why I, I will, I was leaving Leo alone more. Yeah. Um, and that was also because... Leo Leo wanted to focus on on now doing his content that that week and he wanted me to focus on my vlogging fun lifestyle stuff and Connor was there and so it was perfect like okay I'll start vlogging with Connor and then we'll podcast together me Connor Leo will podcast together once per week and uh and then me and and Leo would podcast together once a week and then cut those up into small videos. And so we could have two podcasting days uh, and then maybe some content in between. But then that left, let's say Leo, like let's say like four days to do all of his own videos for his own channel. That was the uh, kind of the, the game plan. So I was giving, I, I was leaving the house more to do more vlog content, which I did like, after that incident with the girl, um, which I already started being away from the house more that week. And, and the harem actually, most of the harem stopped coming to the house that week because I was trying to get space from the harem and I was trying to build a new harem. Uh, and, and Leo kind of alienated the girls, you know, they, they kind of got, we're getting burned out on, um, the way he was communicating with them. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, so, so then, so then on the day, uh, so after that girl leaves, then I plan to go to the shooting range that day. And then, well, actually there was a men's seminar that one of our other friends threw that day. And I, Oh no, that was the next day. Okay. The next day was the men's seminar but I couldn't go to the men's seminar because Leo said it. I, I was not allowed to go to the men's seminar because there was someone at the seminar that he didn't like and he didn't want me talking to them because he was afraid I was going to say something about him and then they would they would repeat it about him and all this kind of stuff. So, okay, fine. I won't go to the men's seminar and instead I do other activities. So I, I just kept myself busy with activities and vlogging. Like that whole video, that whole weekend is me out filming when I was right. gone. So, yeah. so while Leo, Leo passed away. And I say that because of the last time that he was responsive on messages. And so I, you know, obviously he was alive up until that point. And then he passed away sometime after that. And then how do I think it's not later, like Saturday or Sunday he passed away because the body was very decomposed. Like it looked like it had been, he'd been passed away for a while. So gotcha. I, I, I don't, that's why I say the forensics would say like if he was passed away for 12 or 20, but to me, it looked like if I had to guess, if I didn't know that the last time I would say he looked like he had passed away like five days before, 
with the level of decomposition. So, wow. That's why I think it was probably as low, as close as, you know, it was, it was, it was likely when we were at the shooting range that he passed away. And, and so I wasn't, so I think a follow-up question that the audience keeps asking is why wasn't, why didn't I hear, hear it? it like the struggles or like if there was a fight or something yeah. like this, because I wasn't at the house. So I, if I didn't answer all the questions, let me know if there's any questions about yeah. why I wasn't at the house or how I didn't hear anything. Cause I wasn't there and the girls weren't there. Everybody's like, well, the girls must've heard something. The girls weren't there either because of this whole, like have to Recording. be away while the yeah. records. And so and no one was there. No. Oh, I thought, I thought I did think there was some of the girls there. No, nobody was there all. I mean, the only, the thing is, I did I even spend the night at the house that weekend? I mean, I can't. I, I was coming and going, and the yeah. house was quiet. But I just assumed that Leo was working or sleeping, and you know, I didn't spend. A, I didn't spend much time in the house that weekend. So, like, I didn't even know that that much time had passed. I didn't even realize. Like, uh, I was partying so hard that weekend, making vlog videos and stuff with 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 a bunch of other friends. Like I was with so many friends all weekend. Um, I just didn't even realize how much time had passed. And then I was messaging Leo on Monday. Yeah. Monday. Cause I found him on Monday. I was messaging Leo and messaging and messaging and he wasn't responding. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I was like, wow. Oh, wow. I haven't heard from him in days. That's, that's, now it reached the point because before he had disappeared for a couple days and didn't tell me and he he went you know off with a girl and it was on some romantic trip and he just didn't you know he he just turned his phone off for a couple days so i just assumed maybe that's what happened and then uh but then once it passed that amount of time once i realized it was like 3 days or whatever it was then i was like Okay, now this is a long time like for him to go more than 2 days and not update me on what's going on and I haven't heard from him then I don't know where he went. I th I thought I thought he I mean I thought a lot of things were possible, but I thought most likely he went on a trip with a Ukrainian girl. Oh, the tall one? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Cuz cuz I'm I mean <laughs> I mean, so I just want to say that, but uh, I mean, there's some privacy things around like what he was doing with uh, other girls and stuff about their privacy as well. But um, I'll say it was totally logical in my mind, based on what I knew and know that he could have gone away for the weekend with the Ukrainian girl, you know? Okay. But but so she, he, he actually didn't see. I mean, she was questioned. She was interrogated. They researched her and everything, and she just wasn't. Uh, she wasn't around in, during that time. I mean, she she had the last time she came over was maybe five days before or something like that. I don't know how long, but she wasn't at the scene any time around that. That I, I, I from what I understand, the the police were asking me a ton of questions. They went and interrogated her. They interrogated me again, and. I think that's how that that's how they ended with it. Gotcha. So he was fond of the Ukrainian girl. Yeah, she's like six foot two or something. 
And he's uh, how tall is Leo? Five eleven. Oh, I think I'm. A, I think I felt like I'm a little tall. I'm like five ten. I think he's just like a was a smidgen shorter than me, maybe. Gotcha. Yeah, similar. Gotcha. Yeah. Did um one of the questions was, did Leo sleep pantsless? I didn't see him sleep pantsless or not, but when I found him without pants, that did not strike me as odd. I, that's, if you had to ask me, like, did Leo stay in his room with shirt and underwear or shirt or whatever, I would say, well, he always wears a shirt practically. Uh, yeah, he, he pretty much is always wearing a shirt and then, yeah, he might wear like underwear or something, but I would assume that like, if he's alone in his bedroom, he'd probably take his pants off. Why would he, I mean, I'm naked all the time in my room. Like the fact he even had a shirt on is like, why would he, why would you have any clothes on? But then again, he, he, he wore a shirt a lot. Um, because his physique wasn't to where he wanted it yet. He was, he was working on his physique and he was making very fast progress. Um, but I think he probably would have kept his shirt on most of the time until he liked where his physique was probably. Yeah. Um, I, I saw a comment from a, a someone named Abdullah in, in the, saw the comments one time saying that he slept with just a shirt on or something like this. Like, so that maybe that's a family member or something that knows. But well, yeah, I didn't because... think that was I didn't think that was strange. I'm shocked the audience thinks that's strange. I mean, what does the audience think is normal? Is it normal? What do you think? Is it normal to sleep naked? I mean, when I was in Korea, I did uh, alone. I did usually. Um, but you me personally, I sleep either just underwear or like sweatpants. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, wait, survey. Connor, do you, when you, if you're alone in a condo, I do all the, you, all above. You're naked. You're naked. Okay. Connor's naked. I went through that. I went through that. Nita now, wears a long shirt. So actually, Nita wears no pants. She just wears a long shirt. Yeah. That's usually what girls do. Yeah. So she, so Connor was doing the same thing. Or uh, Leo was doing the same thing. Connor just wears a, Connor just wears a long shirt too. <laughs> like you know, it's like I mean, one it of makes... those tall tees. Connor walks around with a tall tee, no underwear. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm trying to get a reaction out of him. I'm just being stupid. Yeah, but I'm trying. I, I'm trying to visualize that. I, I mean, I've, Connor almost always, but see how Connor's always with me, so he's always got his clothes on for that purpose. <laughs> yeah. I saw the Abdullah comment too, and I remember that's his dad's name, and that's why I was like, "Thank you for saying that." Because I mean, if you're gonna say that, you yeah. know, you must know him. I just don't think it's weird to sleep with a. a no, it's not. Pants. It's not. Um, I went through. I've done it all. You know what I mean. I've tried it all. Personally, I think I, I like wearing just briefs, like underwear, the best. I don't like my shit just flopping around. You know what I'm saying. um i I, I guess i'm weird i just always well you're naked but you but there's a reason for that like you you probably have 
you know, girl or two or three in there and you're like, oh, you know, na- like like with, with my girl, I'll be like, naked Sundays. We're going to just be naked all day. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because that just invites, you know, sexual contact all day long, right? Yeah, well, I don't. I tell my girls not to wear underwear at all because I just don't. I don't even want to waste time with the foreplay of having to pull the underwear off. It's like, why you're going to make me pull the underwear off? Is what kind of game is this? (laughs) Animals don't wear underwear. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I feel you, bro. No, I, I I like. I'm, I'm with you on that, hundred percent. Um. Okay, so. Don't you think if Leo got bit by a rabid dog or just an animal, he would have mentioned that? Because he like didn't really like animals. Yeah, that's I think one of the he comments. Would... Oh, he didn't like animals. Oh, that's interesting. He loves dogs. Well, no, like well, he wanted in his that house to have a bunch of dogs, and. He fed the dog, the wild dogs. Oh. So he loved dogs and he felt fed the specific wild dogs when they'd walk by. No, okay. Well, I remember at, when you were at the petting zoo, he didn't want to pet the birds. Or, he didn't like birds or some type of animal. Some type no, of he animal. doesn't like other animals. He likes dogs. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I heard the same thing. Like, I heard that, heard from his, the, the Portuguese girl that, he wanted to have a house in like German shepherds or some something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember hearing that. Yeah. So that you're hundred yeah. percent correct on that. Um, yeah, I'm looking through the comments, see if I can find any more. That's cause you, you answered a lot of these, like the one guy was like, if you like, what legacy would you want to live on as far as Leo goes? And you said, the real Leo you wanted to portray, you wanted to show the real Leo. And you answered that question. Like one guy, Ryan Wood had 30, literally 30 different questions. And I've been, yeah, there, there was some really, I don't remember what I just glimpsed at him, but there was one that was really detailed. I mean, you can ask any of them, but yeah, I'm going through them, but um, let's see. Well, this question's for me. If you reviewed John Bravo's interview and this interview, would you say you're still consistent? And I would, I would say yes. You know, they go. If like, there's any inconsistencies, I'd love to address it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I'm just like, please, please, let's get this over with and get through all of the questions and then move on. You know, like, um, I mean, right. it's not your. It, it's. I think this is necessary because there's because we did one interview and then there's questions and doing like if John Bravo wanted to do a follow-up interview, okay, then follow-up interview. And right. and also other people I might ask other questions. Like I I I've I've not said no to any podcast. I've had like there's two or three podcasts that I've just have scheduling issues with trying to schedule and then it drops off. They probably think that I'm trying to avoid it, but I I just, it's the time difference and stuff, but no, I've said yes to every interview and I'd say yes to every question. Like I, I, again, I can't imagine anyone else going publicly talking about this type of stuff and being as transparent as me. And like, at least please trolls, like either acknowledge that you're just a negative troll, uh, being cynical and trying to cause drama or 
acknowledge or acknowledge that I'm being completely transparent and open and I've answered every question thoroughly. Uh, yeah. You want to get through this and I understand that. I completely understand that. It, it's like the difference is because Leo's a lot of Leo's life was on YouTube and most of your life is on YouTube. So that's why this is so highlighted. The thing about Leo is though, his whole life wasn't on YouTube. And then when he actually came out with that video about the issue between him and his wife, in my head, I was like, why are you doing that? Like, why are you even addressing it? But it was probably something maybe Lucy made him do. I don't, I have no idea. Well, he deleted that though. He did delete it. After. He did. Yeah. 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 Um, But I was like, why are you doing that, bro? Like it's no, it's no one's business. That's between you and Lucy and no one else. Mm, I think, you know, I didn't talk to him in detail about the deleting of that video, but I think that he realized the world was not ready to hear what he really wanted to say about it. Right. And that's why I think he did agree with my approach to show the authentic Leo mm -hmm. and explain his red pill views and position because in that context, you could understand what happened there. Um, I mean, there's no question. There's, I mean, it's it's irrefutable text messages that he was emotionally abusive to Lucy. Mm -hmm. But that's like who he was and that's his culture. And that's what, you know, Lucy signed up for. That was their relationship. And then they ended the relationship. Like... When she had an opportunity, she left. And this is like, this is them deciding that they they no longer wanted to, you know, continue that relate. Like, this is their personal relationship. And it, yeah, it was made public, but like, to what, to what value really? Because the, the problem is when it's made, when it was made public, it was made in such a negative light against Leo. Yeah. But there's, there's two sides to every story. But the public being from Western civilization, they just can't even see Leo's side. Yeah. And still probably can't. And I, yeah. and, and maybe I've helped a little bit people to understand this cultural difference and like open up your mind and the types of relationships and the dynamic between men and women is different in different parts of the world. And I think a huge problem is Western civilization imposing their views on the rest of the world. Leo belonged in the Middle East, in the Middle yeah. East, Leo, Leo's a Leo, Leo, he belonged in the Middle East. Yep. Nothing bad would have happened to him in the Middle East. Yeah. He would have been a normal business guy in the Middle East. It's a very successful business guy, respected. But because he was in America and he's in a he's a fish out of water, then he gets judged by American values. Well, he got out of America. He was never, ever, ever gonna set foot on American soil again. Mm -hmm. So Don't he renounced, he renounced American culture and he was going back to his roots and in his value system, he's a good guy. And, sure. and what's the most important thing he can do provide the world with the value of the education and influence and perspective that he could give. And I think he could have bridged the gap. And, and the reason I talk about this so much is because this is, was my ultimate goal. And I have to balance it because I've said some things that Westerners think are negative 
but I don't think it's negative. I just think it is the way it is. And, you, and this is an opportunity to learn and understand. Um, and I think he would have convinced everybody that his position was more um, well thought out and even more effective than a lot of Westerners would like to admit. I personally would have enjoyed Leo talking about women very I would highly. have loved to see him debate, debate a Western white knight. Yes. And he would have kicked their ass on a podcast. I agree. Agree. I would have loved that content. You know, the, the number one thing was what we're trying to say here is open your mind to other cultures is like the best thing you can do is like the best thing I think is doing is when you go to another culture, don't go over there and ask a bunch of questions. Don't go over there and be ignorant with a bunch of like, you know, typical annoying whitewashed questions. Just sit there and listen. Someone's going to teach you some stuff and let them teach you. But like the issue is, is people like when I see people like I've, I've been to like, you know, I've talked to Native American people and I just sit there and listen. You know, so many people in America don't even know anything about Native American people and they're mm. in America. Mm -hmm. and, and then they're like, well, do you guys have teepees? Like they ask stupid questions like that and I want to smack the shit out of them. And it's like, just sit there and listen to them and they'll teach you things. But if you ask dumb questions, they, they think you're rude. They think you're arrogant. They don't want to teach you nothing. So the, mm -hmm. the, what you're trying to say is just open your mind to other cultures because you can learn so much. And I think if Leo was still here and you got him to do that, I think that would have been excellent. And I would have loved it. And I think, I think all his fans would have loved it because I really don't, I never really cared about Leo's personal life like that. I was like, that's your personal life. That's like someone getting involved in my personal life. That's like someone like, you don't put, you don't get on here with one of your girlfriends and like talk about your issues. You, you don't do that. That's one thing you're not transparent on because that's your relationship. Right? Well, he, okay. So he was trying to keep his private life away from everything. It mm -hmm. was because the case was filed and then people found it and publicized it, that his personal life came into it. He was hoping to keep his personal life out of it forever. And he would, he would, he was, he would hope that like if something in his personal life came up, people would disregard it because it's not relevant to the content that he's delivering. Now, I think it is relevant to the content he's delivering, but not in order to discount what he's saying. Right. It's in order to better understand his, his perspective on it. But, you know, yeah, he, it, it was just too heavy a lift for him to come straight out and explain all of these things. It, it requ it would have required, like I said, him giving the science backbone to it and presenting it in the way that he was planning on presenting it, you know, as we were getting him back on camera more. Yeah. The, the, the last question, like, well, the one question I was, it's a long question. It was kind of to me though. It says, if not, would you blame the viewers for saying that you're inconsistent? Well, that's to, to you. And, and I would, I personally would blame them because like, those three videos you made about Leo, are those on Rumble right now? I don't know. I, I don't either, honestly. I couldn't even tell you. Um, I can find out. But see, like, that's one of the issues I've been saying is, like, 
you can't even go back on those because YouTube wiped your whole channel. And oh yeah, people think people think I deleted my channel as a result of all right. this. I'd I'd say that all of this did have an impact on my channel getting deleted, but it wasn't my intent to have the channel deleted. Um okay. I think it's just the negativity um YouTube not wanting an influencer. Yeah. I mean a lot of it comes down to just brutal honesty. Like as soon as you start talking brutal honesty instead of mainstream narratives, then you just kind of get set in this box where it doesn't take much to get censored and deplatformed. On Rumble, it is on there. Yeah. They're on there. Yeah. So if anyone needs to go back and you're going to sit there and watch. Part one is almost eight minutes long. Part two is almost two hours long. The one with your parents is like 53 minutes long. I don't see the third one though. Oh yeah. Here's the third one. That's an hour and 12 minutes long. The issue is, and I even noticed this with our first interview is people watch like the first half hour. And then they asked a bunch of questions that we got to later on in the interview. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you didn't watch the whole interview, obviously. And they're not going to sit here and watch three, four hours of your your actual you know you talking about leo unless they truly care you know what i mean yeah and then well, is there, but there, is there is there any other technical inconsistencies or anything that i don't honestly bro like i, I watched i watched some of the video there's a couple other guys who did reaction videos to it and they said some things like one of them said that uh i would have been able to smell right the body outside the door but then i explained to you last time that there was the seal around the door and then yeah and they'll see that in the two, video two doors we'll see that in the video soon and the central air conditioning and that there's no central air it's self-contained in the room the bathroom is a separate from the bedroom the bathroom had no ac it had a window open so any airflow movement is only going from outside a second story window into the bathroom. The bathroom door is pretty much airtight uh, to the bedroom. So like there's like there's like smell can't even leak from the bathroom to the bedroom, not much. And then from the bedroom to the rest of the house, it's it's sealed with soundproofing. So there's just no air movement whatsoever. Do you know this Holly Wheeler Holmes girl? Doesn't sound familiar, but I don't know if it's she's, someone. I... She acts like she she talks like she knows you. She's like, I um, messaged Tony and begged him not to do the interview he did with you. But I guess the reasons he thought it was a benefit because Bravo begged him to do the interview. Did Bravo beg you to do this interview? I mean, if anybody who asked to interview me, I just said yes. And I just, I don't, I just, sure, put me on camera, ask me questions. No right. problem. I don't, this girl's insane, bro. Like she's been like, she says that you well, like, oh God, this girl drives me nuts. From, from the beginning, from the beginning, I thought, in the beginning, I thought I shouldn't go, I should not go on camera mm -hmm. because I'm not capable of censoring myself and I'm going to say something insensitive. 
Uh, I'll be too honest basically. And then I'll offend people. And like after someone passes away and people are mourning is not the time to be like insensitive and offending people. If I was, you know, if I was like uh, someone who just wanted to create a narrative and just like pacify people, then I would have gone on there and I would have given, given like a scripted speech, but I asked so many people what I should do. Mm-hmm. And I felt like the best advice was just do Tony huge style. Just go on there raw. People will appreciate the honesty. Like this is the type of situation like Leo would have wanted you to also like think of what Leo would have wanted. Leo would have wanted you to go on and been raw and uncensored the same way that he appreciated you for being uh and that you know leo was trying to get me to do more content and and this is the exact type of situation that he would have been saying tony what are you doing i told you to do more content my death is like don't ignore it acknowledge it and talk about it like this is what i felt like he would be saying to me like his voice in my head knowing what leo wants but uh but you know at the same time i'm like I'm thinking, God, if I would do, am I going to say something that Leo in his grave would find offensive as well? Because my priority number one is to be a friend to Leo, even though he's passed away. Right. Priority number two is the family because they have the most right to Amen. the respect of, of Leo passing. And like me putting myself in their position, like imagine if I was Leo's father, mother, ex-wife. Now, child, I don't think is a factor. I, I thought at first, like, oh, whatever I say is going to be seen by the child. But no, it's not. By the time his child is old enough, these videos are all going to be gone. I mean, the way that things are changing with media. Heck, look, I even got censored and things got wiped out. Yeah. Like but people aren't even going to be watching the videos in this format. They're only going to want like 3d and they're not even going to go back. It's like, that's like us going back and watching some old VHS tape that looks like crap. You know, people 10 years from now are not going to go back and watch, watch this stuff. That's so true. That's so true. So that's not really relevant. Um, It's more about like how the family feels now. And like, I just, I, I didn't want to bring them any drama or negativity and I was careful with what I said, but also being honest and also honoring uh, Leo's wishes as much as I could with while, while still balancing the interests of the family because they're the ones who are still alive. And if, you know, if I talk too aggressively about some things, then it just, it just causes more drama for people that don't need drama um yeah man it's you know put i wish the audience could put themselves in my position like right your friend died you wish you could mourn but there's all this drama on the internet and it's a lot of lies and uh i feel like i could clear up the lies give people clarity help people understand and instead i it it backfired again i was so shocked that that so much of the audience turned it into even more drama, even more negativity and didn't believe what I was saying. Again, like I talked to fans in person and they 
they, I believe what I was saying, maybe they asked me a follow-up question or something. I answered that they know I'm being transparent, but like the negativity from the level of negativity from the audience about it. And, and what else is tough is like you had before Leo passed away, you had most of our industry audience hated Leo for the, for the issues with the ex-wife. So, but then you had some core fans that really, really loved Leo. And then you had a lot of people, probably the most important people are the ones that just valued what they learned from him and didn't care about his personal life at all. So I had to like, when I'm talking, I'm it's like, I'm talking to all these different people that have such different perspectives and I'm trying to, you know, consider their perspective when I give the information, because when you're talking to someone, you have to understand their perspective in order to effectively communicate with them. Um, right. So I, I did, I did the best I could. I don't know how I could have, I don't know how anybody else could have ever done any better. Anybody who's criticizing me for not being transparent or contradicting myself. I would like to see you try to do 10% as much transparency as I did. Think back to a time in your life when something traumatic happened and you had every right to not say anything and to no benefit to myself, only trying to help the community, help people understand, help Leo's legacy, help the family get closure. I come out, I give all the information, cooperate with everybody. I mean, I didn't have to do anything. I didn't even have to cooperate with police. Do you realize that? Yeah, you could be like, oh, I need my lawyer. I could or... have said, you know what? I, yeah, I want a lawyer. I don't want to talk. Yeah. I don't, or just, just nothing. I have nothing to say. Do your investigation. I didn't do anything wrong. Good luck. Do all the yep. forensics you want. Sure, here's DNA samples, whatever. I'm not talking to you because I don't want to talk about my my deceased friend. I know yep. I didn't do anything wrong. I have nothing to hide. Do your do what you will. No, I was ultra cooperative yes i was like anything they asked for i jumped for hoops to get it for them pictures yeah. videos documents timelines messages everything yeah and that's why you are where where you are and that's why they don't think you had anything to do with it because you gave them all that information you didn't hide anything you're open with them and in america i mean would, would you have done the same thing or would you have got a lawyer because in America, it's kind of, I don't know, it's a little different. Like I, I would have my... done the same. I would have done the same thing in America because I would, I think, let me think if, let me think if there's, any, I mean, I have to really think like there's so many different factors in America. Yeah, I think I would have done all the same things. I don't think it would have. You wouldn't have got a lawyer? Different. Well, there's no need to get I a lawyer mean, at, unless they're the throwing time... something at you. Yeah. At, at yeah. the time it was, I just, I just couldn't even imagine anybody thought I did it. I mean, he's my best friend at the time. I'm my li- life revolves around helping him. Yeah. And everybody knows that. I mean, I, I'm like, sure. Interview a hundred witnesses. Every single one who's met Leo or I are going to tell you the same thing, which is that I would never hurt him i would only help him yeah and that we were like helping each other and uh it's not in my character to do anything like this and um i mean i also knew that like i thought it was self-inflicted as soon as i saw it and i just 
also assumed that they'd be able to tell all of this from forensics. Right. You know, let forensics speak because it's a complicated scene. There's like a lot of stuff going on in the scene. I mean, yeah, it's true. The room was messed up a lot more after the police searched it and the media went through it and everything. Um, but by the way, by the way, the other criticism was how, how am I allowed access to the crime scene? Well, like, cause I'm in there when they pulled the body out, mm-hmm. but that's because they already, they already did their, their searching and photos and like, they did all their stuff already. And then the media took pictures. Like the media was there the whole time, but, but the media didn't take pictures until they made it look a lot worse than it was. Right. And they had already done all that. And uh, it's like, I'm not also, they had to ask me a lot of stuff. They had to say like, they, they asked me to be there because they said, what's this, what's that, what's you know, they, they're pointing to all these things, how this, they're trying to figure out what's going on. Who, who's this person? Who's that? They show me like the notepad. They go through all of his notes uh, on his desk and everything in the room. And they say, who's this person? Who's this person? They want to interview everybody. So yeah. like if I wasn't there answering all their questions, where would they even start? You know? Yeah. The reason why I don't think it was self-inflicted because you said that he would talk about killing himself sometimes when he was very drunk, right? Yes. Okay. Well, not drunk. Um, when he comes out of depression. Okay. When usually people do, when usually people kill themselves. They oh, usually- oh, no. He He's not drunk with me saying that he is suicidal. He's saying that when he is drunk, he is suicidal. Oh, okay. So he's stated that. When I yeah. drink, I'm suicidal. Got you. But the reason why I don't think not, not just from drinking, but from like fighting or something Mm -hmm. emotional that happens that between a woman with his family stuff, then, then he, he, uh, he goes into this mindset of like, how, what's the, what's the best way he can get revenge, you know? Exactly. And that's why I think it wasn't because there's no letter. There's no, because usually, I mean, people are pretty selfish when they, they take their lives and they want someone to know about it. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, that would like, if he wanted, if he wanted to deliver a message, he would deliver a message. Yes. Yeah. He would have made a final video. He would have had a note. You know what I mean? And that's why I don't think it was that. But yeah, I want to, honestly, I want to relieve you of all this. I honestly do. Because we've talked much longer than people even know. I, even from the very beginning, I never had a reason to think that you did it. I just knew, like I said, I just knew there was more information and you're protecting you know, the and family. other youtubers other youtubers could have reached out to me too you know yeah. and other youtubers could have asked questions you actually asked questions mm-hmm. and you wanted to learn yeah so i mean it just goes to show like other youtubers that are saying negative things about all this they don't want to learn 
they're just trying to make drama but but it's also their job like if they're building their channel around drama then they're going to give you drama that's what the audience wants to see that's what they're doing they're fulfilling a position but let's not confuse the job of creating drama with actually investigating and figuring out what's going on and finding answers and learning these are two totally separate things yeah did you reach out to the family at all no i just no but i mean it's recently no 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 only before only early on and yeah um it's been a while since i've talked i mean that's what i mean like the, afterwards. the thing is the thing is yeah so it's so it's been a little while since i've gotten communication with them but you know i look at the phone and i think about it all the time but the 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 problem is i also have to balance i think about this a lot like leo didn't want anybody talking to lucy and I have to try to think like on the one hand, Leo is not here. And, you know, if he gave up his ego completely and he just thought like, what's the best for my child, probably the best thing is that Lucy and I stay in contact more. Um, I don't know for her closure, for, for his for legacy stuff for anything else maybe she would want to learn about him or maybe his daughter would want to learn someday cuz you know there's a lot of really great stuff also and on the other hand I'm just it's kind of like uh I don't know I don't know what's the best to do like this is this is All the right. situation like when I made the videos in the first place and I wasn't sure if I should or not, but the best advice I got was that I should. And now it's like, I don't know if that was the best advice. And now I'm not even sure who to ask what's best to do. I, I mean, if, if, if Lucy or the family wants to talk to me again, I'm happy to talk to them anytime about anything. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, I think that they, the number one thing that the family wants, I think is for people to stop talking about the death. And if they're going to talk, probably talk something positive about uh, the legacy. That's what I'm trying to, that's what I was trying to transition into by posting some new content, some stuff that hasn't been seen video montages. And because honestly, like, I made my channel because of because of Leo years ago and my channel got deleted as well because of talking about certain stuff on there. I had a I had a program called the anabolic program where I was coaching people to do anabolic like how to do anabolics correctly but it was all for educational purposes. I had them sign an NDA, I had them sign a a document saying that this is what I would do if I were you, you're just giving me who you are as a person. You're giving me your blood work and I'm giving you the educational side of it. You know, what you put in your body is your choice. And that's what the document stated. And it still states that and in long form, it says a lot more, but the reason why I made my channel is because of Leo, because I wanted to do what Leo did. And I know I can't come even remotely close, not even, 10% close of how 
you know, good he was at what he did and what he, what he was doing. But if I can continue to make videos about nootrophics, gear, genetic, you know, how you guys were talking about your uh, genetic background and how you have that issue with heart disease and like what you need to do now, because you could have heart disease in the future, or you mm -hmm. could have Alzheimer's in the future. Like he, and he yeah. gave you advice. He gave you advice. And like, that's I another thought, thing Leo could have saved my life about or added 10 years onto my life, making me understand how important that genetic variant is and how to prepare for the damage it could cause. Yeah. yeah. Like take the inflammation, like uh, reduce the inflammation on the brain because the Alzheimer's like, I mean, mm -hmm. that is brilliant advice. And I know I can't reach that level, but I'm surely going to try because when I was in the military, I would literally stay up all night long researching anabolic. I knew how to make anabolics when I was in the military, but I was so scared to do it because I lived on base. So I was like, when I get out of the military, I'm going to make my own stuff. And that's, that's what I did. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, just, just, uh, because I wanted to make my own stuff. Like I wanted to, you know, I wanted to see the difference between if I make my stuff and then versus buying stuff, I wanted to see the difference. And, um, and that's what I did. So like, I researched so much stuff when I was in the military and I still, I mean, I could sit on the computer for hours and just sit there and just read and read and read. Probably not like Leo can, because he can, when I, when I see those scientific, you know, documents and they talk about the abstract, they talk about the individuals. I mean, bro, I start to go to sleep. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I like, I scroll to the bottom. I'm like, just give me the conclusion. Like, give me the, the answer. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like, it, you know, honestly, man, Leo's, he's very, um, he didn't get the credit he deserved, honestly, even, even at the very end, he didn't get the credit he deserved. And you were trying to get him yeah. to change his style a little bit. And I agree with you. I totally agree with you. Because we have well, this he, war. And he, he was also trying to grow the YouTube. Like that was his main focus. But right. I thought he, he could do something better. Like we could write the book on biohacking the brain, which is a subject matter that, you know, hasn't really, I mean, there's a reason why there's not a lot of books on it because a lot of it is unknown. Like when you do read these studies, you realize how little we know about how the brain works. Yeah. There's some stuff we know, but like we're only, we only know like 10%. Mm -hmm. So there's so much more to know. So you like, you're right. You, and, and his hesitation to write the book also was like, we, uh, it, there's, yeah, it it, it would have been a very difficult book to write, but I wanted him to try because going through that process and organizing the thoughts like that could have made like a curriculum for people that's never existed before. And yeah, that's what I really wanted to build with him. Uh, so yeah, he was, he was just scratching the surface, you know, like yeah. he had so much, so much potential. And then this is why I got frustrated because when he crashed and burned and, and it was game over for him, I was like, Oh man, we, we lost. Okay. First of all, I, I didn't agree with all the, the aggressive, you know, stances he was taking on other people. Like, why is he creating battles with so many people? Mm -hmm. 
when he should be focusing on the science because that's where we like I didn't like especially like he he was attacking other people that I that I that I like and know yeah and I know so I, I didn't I didn't didn't like that but but I all but I also saw it as an opportunity to teach him a different way of approaching things that's less you know uh, adversarial and confrontational and could be more educational uh so yeah i i saw him having so much potential that he didn't realize yet and also when i spent time with him in los angeles he was quite different than he was on camera even in just you know, a couple days, we, we spent a couple days together in Los Angeles a long time ago and then stayed in touch since then. But like, wow, I got to know him, uh, not the aggressive side, not different personalities, still like similar to the camera personality, but, uh, uncensored, I guess, you know, like I realized how censored he is on camera. He's like, he's like 70% censored on camera. I saw that. I saw that. And he was telling you why, he couldn't do this or he couldn't say this. He's like, I got a cut here. And he's yeah, like, so I was he's like, like, man, this, this guy, my is followers, the... my followers, you, you don't understand my followers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so even Amin, you know, Amin had the worst fight with him of all, mm-hmm. but even Amin, it'll admit like Leo was super cool, super awesome when he's in a good mood and your friends and he's being uncensored. It's like, wow so intellectually stimulating to hang out with him so knowledgeable about so many different things yeah and uh fun man he's a lot he's a lot of fun when he's in a fun mood he's the most fun yeah i noticed that yeah oh like on his instagram stories partying with him is like like people don't realize but man leo and i are on the same level when it comes to partying except for maybe he he takes it even more to the extreme than i do which is funny because everybody thinks i'm the most extreme no i'm not the most extreme i'm the most honest about being extreme but i'm not even close my friends are i have so many friends that are way crazier than me they just hide it most people hide it you know it's it's, that's the thing that's the difference leo was crazier than me in so many different ways, but he just hit it. Gotcha. And like, imagine if I'm uncensored and how crazy and funny and entertaining and educational my stuff can be like his would have even been more like, that's what I wanted him to show. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Well, so we had some good memories about Leo there. I mean, you have to balance it with the, with the, you do. You do. And, and, and I said that, I said that a couple of times and people got mad at me over that. And I'm like, no, like I'm here to bring the positive, the positive energy about Leo is what I wanted to show mostly. Like I, I learned a lot from this whole, you know, investigating this case from a computer and from a phone. And I never like pointed fingers at anybody, but like, with a mean, I was like, if Leo is that passionate about a mean, I feel like it had to be true. But then mm-hmm. I realized that with Leo's issues, that it might not be true. And a mean has his own story to tell. And I shouldn't have did that to a mean. So I was like, mm-hmm. I even told a mean, I was like, man, you know what? If you want me to take the videos down, I'll take them down. 
But I, all I said was like, he was very passionate about you. He felt a certain way about you. And I just said, I think it may be, it could be true. And that's all I said. Um, you know, with you, the same thing. I was like, I just know he has more information. I don't think he had anything to do with it. I just think he has more information. Everyone else in the comments, all the trolls, everyone wants to see you burn because you're a different person. You're not like anyone else. Like you said, you know, you're transparent. You, you want a different type of lifestyle and you don't, you don't adhere to Western civilization. And that's where people are like, people lose their fucking minds over that. They're like, Oh, I can't believe how that guy can be different. Like you're original and people don't like original people. They don't like people that, you know, go outside the box. And that's the truth. So I, I was thinking about this, like, do I relaunch, you know, or do I just lead a more private life? And I was thinking, I, I think sometimes I give perspectives that people just can't grasp and without like a lot more foundation. And I, like I said before, if I, if someone spends enough time with me, they'll understand everything. Like Connor, Connor is having a really good eye-opening experience, mind-opening experience living with me and understanding how I think. Mm -hmm. And if anybody does that, they'll be like, ah, I get it. Okay. Right. Uh, but it's just so hard to come from the background of Western civilization and then understand something crazy that I'm saying that's just so far out of their reality. Um, yeah. I get it, brother. And, and honestly, like, my advice i'm younger than you i'm oh wait wait don't forget what i'm gonna say but my add is gonna okay go ahead, my, my go ADD. ahead. oh hello <laughs> <laughs> go ahead brother um oh, i just love filipino girls <laughs> uh, don't we all uh, I was gonna say. um we're talking about what you should do like relaunch should you live a private oh life? yeah I was thinking, so part of my lawyer skills is to be able to see like all the arguments for something and all the different perspectives for something and then not just jump on one because then uh, then, then your brain becomes biased towards one, right? Right. You stop being able to learn and stop being able to look at it impartially. So I was thinking one way I might approach the audience in the future is more like a lawyer instead of my outside the box thinking. So as a lawyer, when something comes up that could benefit from my perspective, I would instead show both sides of the perspective, both sides of the argument. And then I could throw in the creative one after I've acknowledged what the sort of what the mainstream perspectives would be, because then I think the audience would understand that I I did factor in all of the information that's already in their head. I just never acknowledged that before because I thought it was obvious that I know all the different perspectives before I started talking about something. But I think people don't even know all the perspectives themselves. So what I might do is like, if I react to something in the future, I'm telling myself to remind myself too, if I decide to relaunch, mm -hmm. I might like do a this side of the argument that side of the argument and then my outside the matrix perspective on it 
I like and then that. I think I think then people could follow it. I right. think I would lose. I think I lost way too many people because they can't see the outside the matrix because they've never been outside the matrix. Right. No, I like that. I honestly like that idea. Um, but I think you should take some time. Mourn your loss. Like I said, I'm yeah. sorry for your loss. I am. I, this is actually really good. Not being on YouTube right now and, and taking time to catch up on other things. And because every day you're like, you were putting a video out every day. You're filming every single day. It's got to be yeah. exhausting. Yes. That last video with, with Connor, who, whose idea was that? Which one? The brilliant one. The one where he's in that, like the black turtleneck and he's like, Oh, sick. yeah, that's, that was Connor. That's, um, that's, yeah, that's he, his, like, uh, like he directed perspective that on cancel culture. Yeah. Yeah. That's his, all of his perspective on it. So, so what, okay. So what I try to do and what I was trying to do with Leo and a lot of other influencers that, um, I've tried to help is, is I can, if I can just share my perspective, then that's a voice in your, in your head and a tool that you can use to analyze mm. things and, and get more out of things. So I'm transferring that out of the matrix perspective to Connor, and then he's applying it to his values and his goals and his, what he enjoys doing. And that video is a product of it. So he, you know, he's never really experienced like this, all this crazy outside of America, you know, censorship. And I don't even know how to explain it. People just, people can't even imagine what, it, when, when you, when you live in America and you follow the path that's given to you and you stay, it's like bowling with bumper lanes. Mm-hmm. When you get out, of America and you get in the wild, wild West and you know, you don't have a, I don't have a boss. I don't have, you know, I, I I don't have anybody I have to answer to. So every day it's like, what, what do I do today? Um, And, and, and there's all these different forces, you know, like in in the U S you have maybe like the U S government you're dealing with and you Mm -hmm. have uh, your bank that you deal with and you have your job that you deal with and all these things have set rules and boundaries and it's, it's easy. You just walk through it and you just follow the path and, and people think that they're making their own decisions and, but really they're, they're just make making a decision of a, a couple different set paths. When you yeah. get out in the wild, wild West and there is no set path and there's unlimited possibilities and you have the resources to do unlimited things uh it's a tremendous amount of responsibility and there's a tremendous amount of landmines right that things that can go wrong that can blow up in your face and and end your life or or terrible things can happen and so yeah i yeah yeah i experienced that Um, when i lived in korea for a year it was it was it was honestly the best year of my life best year of my life and i always said like you probably felt like what freedom feels like because you exactly kind of broke the bonds of who you were and who society told you you had to be. I and felt now so realized what, who you really are without all of that. And I never felt so safe in my life, bro. Like in Korea, I felt like I could go anywhere and I was not going to get a, no one was going to stab me. No one was going to shoot me. Like in America, this was on my hit 24 seven, bro. 24 seven. No lie. 
I have bulletproof vests, I have bulletproof helmets, I have night vision, like, and that's because I live in America. But in Korea, wasn't worried about nobody, not even a single soul. I felt so much freedom, bro. I would be, I would go out from 6 p.m. till 7 in the morning and I would come back to my room. I would go to sleep from 7 a.m. to about 4 p.m., go to the gym and do it all over again. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was the best year of my entire life, bro. So, so I first started experiencing that when I was a kid in Mexico because my parents would vacation to Mexico multiple times per year and they felt like Mexico was so safe. They would let me as a kid go anywhere I wanted and do anything I wanted. They and it probably was to... then. It probably was yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah. Your uncle was really telling me about that. And, yeah, and so... I asked your uncle, I said, why do you think Tony likes being out of America? And he mentioned that. Mm -hmm. He didn't mention Yeah. That. I think that was part of the wake up because then, and then when I go back to America, America feels like a prison mm -hmm. to me. And then, uh, but, but I mean, but, but it's a nice prison. I mean, it's the most comfortable prison, right? It's yeah. got the most amount of consumer goods and it's, you know, depending on where you live, it can be very clean and very organized. And, uh, you know, the rest of the world can be kind of, can seem kind of dysfunctional and, and, yeah. and all that. So, so there's, so there's definitely benefits to living in America, but freedom isn't one of them, you know? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Honestly, bro, like, I want to, I want to end this with, with you, man. Like, I want you to mourn. I want you to take time. I'm not going to beat you up for questions anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to hit you up and ask how you're doing. That's how I'm going to handle the situation. But yeah, um, we, I, we can do something else in the future. That's just more positive from the beginning and try to offset it. Cause I just, I feel like all the podcasts I've done recently are all like, uh, about i don't know just kind of a negative side of all this so you know it's maybe super emotional like honestly positive. it's super emotional like i find myself like just like man like i'm like fuck man i gotta hold this together because like it's it's hard like i feel bad for his family i feel bad for you his friends his i even feel i feel bad for his wife his daughter it sucks and and i think people and like like steve said in the beginning like Honestly, it's time to just leave it alone, man. Steve's video was really good. I was really impressed with Steve's video. That was a, he was a true like um, gentleman, I guess you could yeah. say. Like he was, he was a class act. And Bravo yeah. even said the same thing. He's yeah. like, he's like, he's like, Wayne, it's time to hang it up and just wait. But now like I'm posting videos like, about other stuff and i'm also posting like some of the last clips i have of leo that are like that are cool and positive you know what i mean so that's yeah. where I'm, that's where i'm at and i'm going to start talking about gear and nootrophics again and you know i have a list of stuff like i made you, know, you don't, i know you don't get as many views on those type of videos but that's just because the wave of audience that you got are interested in this particular subject matter. So it's just going to, you know, you're going to go, you're going to go to other stuff and it's going to get less views, but eventually those views will grow and they will mm -hmm. outweigh the views of the Leo thing because the Leo, like the negativity of Leo's passing that side of it, eventually that's going to die off. And yeah. then it's not a very good long-term investment. No. 
and it never was yeah and honestly i didn't even want it to go this far but it just like i made that channel not even knowing like i made that channel because they deleted my last channel and i was like no you guys aren't going to do that to me and because i enjoyed it i made videos like i made several videos a week and you know i was doing pretty well with my youtube i was doing decent you know and um but yeah so like i just made a video about <laughs> you know how like people get addicted to na the nasal spray it's not really mm. a, it's not really an addiction it's actually called a um a rebound but because mm. it's like your it's your brain doesn't depend on it but people get somewhat addicted to it and i talk about how to get rid of that stupid addiction you know oh and that's I interesting because yeah. i love that nasal spray but i don't use it because my mom my mom got addicted to it yeah and uh and you know if she didn't use it then she would she would it get congested. all stuffy nose yeah yeah so because I, I i would love to i would love to know how to get both of my nostrils to open all the time so what i do I, what i do is i i could put my thumbs here and i pull apart yeah and that helps, but there's something I do like when I lay a certain way or something, both open up all the way and it just feels so good. Other than that, and I asked the doctor about this. They said it's called the nasal cycle and uh -huh. it, one no, nostril is always supposed to be a little bit more closed than the other and it goes back and forth and all this. I'm like, why? I don't understand why. Right. What's the benefit <laughs> of that? Yeah. Uh, why are they open all the time? Uh, but yeah, the nasal spray opens it up, but then the problem is if you don't use it, then you get that, that rebound. So I'm always nervous about that, yeah. but luckily my nose has been more, more open. Probably recently. the humidity, the humidity of where you're at, mm. you know, yeah, I mean? heat and humidity. Yeah. Here in Arizona, it's so dry that in the summer I get bloody noses and the winter we get a little more humidity and it's not as bad. Oh yeah. 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 But all right, man, like I, I, I got class because I'm trying to get this master's degree and um, I appreciate your time, brother. All right. I, I hope will, this uh, ends. I hope this ends for you. Honestly, get ready for bed. It's, it's late. Whenever we do these interviews, it's always very late for me. So the audience might, uh, it might help them to understand. Like I'm usually, it's like, like right before bed that we do this and I'm usually yeah. super tired in case I, I look super tired. Yeah. It's 9am here and it's what? 11 there so I, I forget what i forget what i'm saying sometimes when, it, when it's late like when we're talking and then i i forget or i ramble it's because it's late yeah yes sir but let's yeah let's try to do something positive next next time you know okay all Sounds right brother good. you take care okay all right. all right see you later see you bye